Say, I am what it says I am. Say, I have what it says I have. I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give somebody a high five. Say, here we go. Psalms 115. We know these scriptures. I'm just going to jet through some of them. Psalms 115, starting at verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. Oh, come on. He will bless us. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going to bless me. Well, I don't know about that bless me club. If there is one, I want in. Amen. The Bible says he's going to bless us. He's going to bless the house of Israel, bless the house of Aaron, the priesthood. He's going to bless those who reverently and worshipfully fear the Lord, both small and great. Somebody say, that's me. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. That's a blessing right there. May the Lord give you increase. I said, that's a blessing right there. May the Lord give you increase more and more, more than enough, you, you and your children. You know, the first thing God did when he took Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden and it says, and he blessed them and said, how does God bless? He uses his word. The word bless again means to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. God blessed them and he used his word and he spoke into their life. He said, be fruitful. That empowered them to be fruitful. Increase, have dominion. That, that's what gives us the authority to, to live in dominion. His word, because he spoke it into our life, and now we've got his word. May the Lord increase you more and more, you and your children. Man, if you're a worshiper of God, God's plan, God, it's on the wall. God's plan is to prosper you, not harm you. It's to give you hope in the future. God's got a plan. He's going to position you to win and succeed. If you're looking at the problem and you think the problem's too big, you just look in the wrong direction. God's bigger than any of your problems. And I'm not trying to belittle your pain. You might be in the middle of, of catastrophe. All I, just, all I want to do is remind you, though, that we serve the healer. That, you know, he's into restoration and, and renewal and, and refreshing and revival and re-everything. He, 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 he's gonna, he takes the broken pieces of a shattered life scattered all across the world, and he brings them back together, and he puts you back together, and, and he restores you. He restoreth my soul. Oh, come on, somebody. Whatever shape you're in, that's not the issue. It's where you're going. It's not what you're going through. We know all of this, but we've got to be constantly reminded. Because, you know, this, this humanity, you know, has this, this uh, tendency to just hyper-focus on, on what we're dealing with right now. But I've got to tell you that God's plan for you is so great, and, and it, it's attracted some opposition, okay? And, and, and you're going to, you know, life happens to everybody. But just remember, God said that he had been mindful of you and he was going to bless you. Okay? And, and the blessing of God, the Bible also says that he sent his son Jesus, and who died and was raised from the dead, to bless you. The last thing Jesus did as he was leaving the earth, he looked at his disciples and he blessed them. God wants you to live a blessed life. Come on, deal with it. Some of, us, so some of us act like we're so afraid of the blessing of God. You've got to have the blessing to fulfill the purpose. Okay, God's purpose for your life demands that you live a blessed life. It, it can't all be about you. See, and I think this is where we, we get messed up, is that we think that if we start, you know, I'm going to pursue the blessing. Nah, I want the blesser. I, I, I want relationship with God. Right? And, and I'm not worried about prospering. I just need, I just need his plan. Now, his plan includes 
to prosper me. That's his part. My part, staying in the plan of God. Why? Because God's going to bless me. There's a purpose for the blessing. He, he told Abraham, he said, by these shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So the blessing wasn't just to be on Abraham, but it was to flow through Abraham. See, to, to be who God's called you to be, you have to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. If you don't get blessed, you ain't going to be a blessing. If you ain't going to be a blessing, we don't want to know you. Come on now. You, you, you know, you're either breathing life in or you're sucking out the oxygen. Come on, give some life. Be a blessing. Oh, come on now. You, you, you know, I'm, I might get all pastoral on you today or something. You, 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 you know, some of us, you know, we, we, even church life, our, our, our existence, you know, we, we think it's all about us and which service best suits my schedule. Give me a break. We're, we're bringing a message to suffering humanity. We're, we're building, we're, we're building uh, uh, you know, the body of Christ and, and so that the kingdom can be established. And, and, and if that crosses some line in my day planner, I, I got an eraser. You know, I, I can reschedule my tea time, I guess, and, and, and be where God needs me to be so that we can tell this community that there's hope. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. You know, we can stand on the corner and tell everybody that, you know, get right or get left if we want to. But it doesn't work, you know, very seldomly. But the reality is, is that if we can demonstrate the goodness of God, and God wants to be good to you, and the enemy wants you to think that you're going to lose out if you go after God, you're not going to lose, you're going to gain. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. The blessing of the Lord, God's been mindful of you. He's going to bless you. He sent Jesus. He died. He was raised from the dead. He's blessed you, so you're not going to get blessed. You are blessed. For he has given us all things that pertain to life and to God. We're already blessed. He hath blessed you with every blessing. You've got it. I said, you've got it. That, you might not be using it, but you got it. Right. OK. So and the blessing of the Lord is, is going to make you rich. That means that you're going to be uh, positioned with abundant supply. You're going to have more than enough. Jesus came, didn't he? John 10, 10. He said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. We're talking about Zoe life, God life. Jesus came so that you could have more life than death. It's not the absence of death. It's just more life than death. More joy than sorrow. That's what, that's what Zoe life is, is, is more joy than sorrow. It's not the absence of sorrow, but it's just you have so much joy, so, sorrow is swallowed up. Well, don't shout me down just because I'm preaching so good. Well, I don't know. I look at, I, you know, it's hard. You, you, life can be hard. But God life, if you're living the right life, you got more joy than sorrow. Why is it when we're running out of stuff, it's always the good stuff we're afraid we're going to run out of? Well, how am I going to run out of joy if I got more joy than sorrow? If that's true, I probably will run out of sorrow before I run out of joy. You know, I, I, I was, I was going to be so sorrowful, but shoot, we're all out of it. Hello? You know, I, I, I was going to be, you know, I, we, we were going to be afraid, but shoot, we're all out of fear. Hello? 
Oh, you're not being real. Why do you think that we just don't have real life? Yeah, we do. We have the same chaotic mess that you got. But but the, the deal is, is that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. So you got to understand some stuff about the blessing. Listen, there's power in the blessing. There's a purpose for the blessing. There's a position that brings the, 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 the blessing brings. And there's principles that activate the blessing. And if you live life according to godly principle, you activate the blessing of God. And so, you know, if you speed, you're still getting tickets. You know, well, I tried this thing. It didn't work. I had a bad day. Well, yeah, but get your head on right. If I live according to the principles of God's word, my life is going to be blessed. And where I'm at is, is not a life sentence. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't let my circumstances dictate my belief system. But I stand in my belief system and cause them to begin to change my circumstances. You get the Word of God, and you stand on the Word of God. And, and no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon formed It doesn't say no weapon will ever be formed against you. It just says it won't prosper. Right? So when a weapon's formed against you, you don't back up and run and go, You said no weapons. <laughs> no, it's just not going to prosper. You've got to develop this attitude. You've got to get it in you. I, I, I mean, just, just try to really hear my heart and don't, don't twist what I'm saying. I do enough of that in my own. Try to straighten it out or something. But you've you got to have this attitude that, you know, there are, there are not enough words in the English dictionary to describe to you how much I don't care what's going on. I'm focused on where God's taken me. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. There's a way. We get so focused on the way. I don't like the way you're doing that. I don't like the way this is happening. I don't like that. You're focused on the way. You've got to focus on the end. And let God direct the way. And you just can't really care what happens along the way. And you just, you just can't let it move you. You just can't let it shake you. You know... Uh, John fourteen twenty seven. I, I didn't give these guys these scriptures. Uh, you, you, you have a Bible, though. You can read it. John fourteen twenty seven. Uh, in, in the Amplified, it's really cool. It says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated and perplexed and disturbed. and uh, Stop it. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated. You know what? That, that doesn't mean to be made mad. It means to be shaken. Stand on that Word of God and don't back off. Guys, there's people all over the place in the room right here this morning that, that we should have, you know what, you know, I realize that someday we're all going to die. And when we do, they're, they're going to take our body out, they're going to throw it in a hole in the ground, put dirt in our face, and come back to the church and eat potato salad. That's what we do. You know, as a kid, I, I've grown up in church as a kid. Every time somebody made potato salad, I, you know, I was nervous. Who died? Jeez. Thinking of all the stuff that's in that potato salad. Peas and yuck. Okay. Uh, anyways. But you don't have to die early. Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend to my words and hearken to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. For they are life to those that find them and health and healing to all their flesh. There's a bunch of people in this room right now. that You know what? We, we should have had potato salad in their honor. But they're still here. Why? Because they refuse to back off that word. 
You can't, you can't let life shake you up. Now, I tell you, it, it, it's, it's just one of the principles that activate the blessing is to have a, a, a mindset that refuses to be talked out of the Word of God. The guys were in the boat with Jesus and, and uh, you know, well, no, they were in the boat and Jesus was passing them. Remember? Jesus is walking on the water and they're rowing. They've been rowing all night. Getting nowhere. Ever felt like you've done that? Rode hard and got no place. And they look out there and there's this guy passing them. They've got Evan Root. He's got Reebok. And, and he, he's passing them. And... You know, they have this conversation. And remember, Peter says, hey, Lord, if it's really you, bid me to come and come. And he gets out and he, he begins to walk on the water. And, and the Bible says he begins to sink. He didn't sink. He began to sink. And Jesus was there and, and walked him back to the boat. And he gets him to the boat. And he says, oh, ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Little faith. It's not puny in stature. It's puny in duration. That word little is puny in duration. You had a short burst of faith. Why did you doubt? That word doubt, second thought. Jesus literally said to him, you had this short burst of faith, but then you, you entertained a second thought. And that second thought sabotaged your faith. You, you were shaken by your circumstances instead of firm on the word. That's why you sink. That's why some of you guys in, in different areas of your life, and, 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 and you know, and not just you, I, I'm here too. That's why different places of our life, we, we sink in, in, instead of, you know, see the miraculous. Because we, we, we entertain that second thought. You know, you, 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 get, you get in church, and, or, you know, you go to a meeting, or you listen to a CD, or you read a book, and you're just, oh, yeah. And, and 15 minutes later, you're, oh, yeah. And, and everything changes. There's one individual, I won't mention him by name, but he's a minister, and wherever he speaks, if I, go to, if I hear him, I have to plan ahead of time. I have to leave all, anything that could produce money, you know, debit cards, checkbooks, I have to leave it home and, and determine before I go how much I'm putting in an offering, because when he starts talking, there's something in me, there's something about him, I want to give everything that we own. And... Uh, Why did I say that? <laughs> I've been in those meetings where, where, where I gave this huge amount, and I didn't get out of the building. I went into the men's room and went, oh, my God, what have I done? And I'm positive that if I didn't have that second thought, I'd have a totally different result. It's because, you know, we're all, we're all growing in this faith thing. Right? We're, we're all being developed, and, but you're at a place in different areas of your life where it's time to just trust God. Just experience bold obedience. You know, what is faith? Well, faith is it's more than believing regardless of the circumstance. It's obeying regardless of the consequence. It's doing what God says to do, even though in your mind it produces a picture that you don't want to look at. You, you think, if I do what God said... We'll never make it. Well, that's how God works. He leads you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He leads you into situations and with problems you couldn't possibly solve. He leads you into circumstances you couldn't possibly afford. Why? Because He's not sending you in alone. The Lord is on your side. And He's looking for some people who will just boldly obey Him. Who will 
put it all on the line, bring it all to the table, and, and leave nothing back, and watch what he can do. Because you have confidence, his plans to prosper me, I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to miss out, the blessing of the Lord is on my life, he's promised it, the blessing of the Lord is going to make me rich, that means I'm going to have abundant supply, so what, what God asked for, he will more than repay me, if, not just money, time, effort, energy, he'll do what he promised. If I'll do what he said, you know, you go read, you know, Deuteronomy 28. It's talking about the blessings of the cursings. It says, if you will obey the voice of the Lord, all these blessings shall come upon thee and they shall overtake thee. If you obey. Well, if he starts blessing, I'll start obeying. It don't work that way. It's his principles, not your plan. Not the way you want it. Right. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else that you're worried about. He said, I'll take care of it. I'll add those things to your life. Everything. Everything. You don't have to worry about your life, what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear and what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't worry about that. He said, you, you know, focus on the end. Where am I taking you? What have I asked you to do? What's the last thing God told you to do? Get that done and watch what God will do in your life. And what's crazy is that sometimes, you know, we're, we're believing God for a specific area of, of answer or response. And God's asking us to do something. And we don't see how that connects with what we're asking. It's connected through our obedience. God might be asking you to do something that has nothing to do with what you're hoping he'll do. But the door isn't open for him to operate in your life until you obey what he's asking you to do. Well, that don't make sense. Right. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. It don't make any sense. Some of the stuff that God's asked us to do didn't make any sense at all. But i got to tell you something. Every single time that there's bold obedience, crazy stuff, God responds. I, I want to give you... Uh, just some promises regarding bold obedience. Okay? You ready? Just bold obedience. Just bold obedience. It's, I don't have a whole bunch of time. It's hard to get through all of this stuff. But uh, the other night we were at a football game. TJ's playing football, you know, and, and uh, he, he, he's like an animal. He's a stud. And we're, we're sitting there, and, and he was just so keyed up. And, and, uh, but the, 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 and then they interrupt the game. They interrupt the game. And, and uh, it's bad enough that they were broadcasting that game on TV because there's no, – there's, man, I tell you what. It, you know, it's one thing to stay at home. You have to kind of watch commercials. But then when, when they make you wait while they put a commercial in what you're watching, that's stupid. And, and you know, and, and they interrupt the game, and, and they start this music, and they say, well, you know what to do now. And everybody gets up, and they start jumping around and, and – and, and, uh, we were sitting there with some guys, and they were from church, and, and we said, oh, we should do that at church. And the guy said, oh, you, you, I dare you. You would never do that. Ready? Let's do it. Everybody on your feet. Come on. Come on. Get up. Come on. It's the third quarter stretch or something like that. Okay? Right? Come on. Jump around. Jump around. Come on. All right, sit down. I just want to prove you don't probably want to ever say you would never do that. Okay. Okay. Promises regarding bold obedience, okay? 
first promise. Bold obedience always triggers opposition. Okay? Bold obedience always triggers opposition. God's taking you some ways. And you have an enemy that does not want you to get where God's taking you. So you can do everything you can to distract you, to get you to step off that trail. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man the things which God hath prepared for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Do you love God? Are you called to his purpose? Since Then some things have been prepared for you. Prepared, made ready in advance. Well, if something's made ready in advance, then it's probably sitting someplace I'm supposed to go. Hello? There's a package. You got packages waiting for you. So you're on a trail. You're on a road. You're on a path that's going to where the package is waiting for you. Well, if I were the devil, and I'm not, but if, if I were, I would do everything I can to get you off the path because the package is going to empower you to demonstrate my defeat. Guys, don't get off the path. Just You know, we have so many stupid thoughts, don't we? It should be easy. You know, I, I, I raised my hand. I prayed the prayer. You said if I did that, I'd be happy. We lied. We, we told you whatever it took to get you to receive Christ. <laughs> now, now we're going to give you full disclosure. It, 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 it's, you know, it's not a recreation room. It's a battlefield. You're in a war. Fight the good fight of faith. Well, if God's in it, it should be easy. No, it's the other way around. If God's in it, it's going to create warfare. I mean, come on. You've got to deal with that mind. You've got to renew that mind that says, well, you know, we shouldn't have opposition. Well, you're on crack. Of course you're going to have opposition. If, if, if you're not running into the enemy, you have to be going the same direction he is. Hello, somebody. People that we love, and they don't mean it, they're, you know, they're, they're not out to, to harm you, but people that we love will sow seeds of discouragement into your life. Pe- people that you love will, will just do ugly things and hurtful things and, and almost as if they're attempting to block the blessing. You know, the last thing that I need in my life is a bunch of blessing blockers. You know, you, you go, to, you know, okay. Uh, you're on track with God, and, and, and it, it, we know it's going to trigger opposition. And, and so, you, you know, you, you get up one morning, you ain't feeling so well, and you go to the doctor, and he, he tells you what you got. You know what's crazy is, is I know people, and uh, I'm going to be very careful here. I don't want to offend anybody, but I would like to flip some light switches. Um, I, so, some people that all of us probably know, uh, you know, in our life, because it's just kind of human nature. But, you know, the doctor gives it a name and you get online and you study it and you spend time and you effort. And you're up all night and you're figuring out what it is and what what the symptoms are and how best to address it. You know, if, if we had put that much energy in, in, into studying God's word. I mean, you know, come on. But, but if you do decide, you know, well, Proverbs 4, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to hearken unto the voice of God. The word of, the word of the Lord is life to those that find them health and healing in all their flesh. Well, you better be careful, honey. Because, you know, Grandpa died of the same thing. 
Oh, man, gag me with a spoon. I, I, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to grow my faith, trying to get seeds into the fertile soil of my heart. And here comes my loving relatives that like potato salad. They love, they're addicted to potato salad. And, and they're looking for somebody to shove in a hole. I, I don't want to be that guy. Blessing blockers. You know, if, if you go after, if you go after if, if, a life that's in bold obedience to God, people are not always going to support you. You're trying to do great things, good things, and opposition comes. Come on. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to start a church. You would not believe the opposition. It, it's still out there. But there are not enough words in the English dictionary to describe to you how much I don't care. God's doing a work, and it's based on obedience. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and participate. God's participation in your life, you're at the threshold of a miracle. Well, how do I open the door? Well, you hear his voice. Well, if you hear his voice, aren't you going to do what he said? Wouldn't that just be obedience? So you've got to step up and you've got to open the door. God, life leads to resistance. I mean, you, you know, you make, you make some radical statements. You know, we're going to raise our family as God worshipers. We're going we're, we're to have our kids in church on the weekend worshiping God. Well, that's going to kind of conflict with the three and under synchronized swimming team. You know, because it's very, sports are very important. How will they ever make it into the Olympics if they're not in the three and under synchronized swimming team? Well, you know what we elected to do with our kids is to teach them that worshiping God was more important than the three and under synchronized swimming team. And that they could be on the team and they could participate in sports, but worshiping God was our lifestyle. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Because there's, 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 there's some blessing that we want to see produced in our life. There's a word of God that says, all your children shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of thy children. I want that in their life. And if that means that they miss the Olympic team, well, then that probably wasn't God's plan. But I tell you what, if you do it God's way and God's plan is to put them on the Olympic team, they'll be better than every kid that ever went to three and under synchronized swimming. Hello? Well, let's not just pick on the family people. You know, let's pick on everybody. Uh, well, tithing. Here's a radical thought. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live to give, and I'm going to honor God with the first fruits of all my increase, because that's what the Bible says to do. Well, wait a minute. What about the stuff I want? What about the fact that we've gotten so deep into debt we can't afford to pay our bills, let alone tithe? Well, what would happen if you did life God's way? Just kind of a radical thought. What if you had bold obedience? You think there'd be some opposition? There was in our life. You know, I can't, I can't tell everybody's testimony. I can only share ours. Shelby and I, when we got married, we had plenty of money. We had $30 a month left over after we paid our bills. So let's do it. Let's get married. And so we got married with a 30 bucks. And, and, and two weeks later, we got a letter in, in the mail, and Shelby had gone to college, and they wanted to start paying them now since she'd been married. They wanted $30 a month. Well, we got a problem. Because prior to receiving that letter, we took that 30 bucks and we were praying. And we felt like we should send that every month to some uh, missionaries in the Philippines. That meant that we were going to live on nothing. 
And now we were upside down because they wanted our 30 bucks. I'll never forget the day we wrote the first $30 check. And we, we, our driveway kind of made a right-hand turn and went up the hill to the mailbox. And I had gone up, and we'd put the, we'd put the envelope in and put the flag up. And, and I down, and I was in the house, and, and every time I went by a window, I'd look, and the flag's still up. And the thought in my mind was, there's time to get it back. And, uh, you know, because that's how I am. You know, I sow a seed and I want it back. And, and, and there's time. And, and the mail guy that day, I, it's like he was two days late or something. He never came and never came. And it was just, it was a warfare. And, and during the time, I'm so worried about it. And I'm talking to God. It's forcing me to talk to God because I'm having to believe God. And God just better not be a trick. And, and uh, uh, you know, and, and God spoke to us. I mean, and, and, and he told us to, you know, in the back of your Bible, write down everything that you get that you shouldn't have gotten. And over the next several months, you know, we wore that Bible out, writing stuff down. But God, you, you know, we had great opposition. But it brings me to, to number two. Number two is bold obedience releases the miraculous. When you obey God, when you obey God, it releases the miraculous. Crazy things can begin to happen. Why? Well, because you've opened the door. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'm coming in. God said, I'm going to participate in your situation when you open the door. Well, doesn't that imply that if you don't obey, the door's shut? Well, God's in control, and if he wants it to happen, he'll make it happen. If Listen, if God was in control, you'd be a lot happier than you are right now. You'd be a lot nicer. You'd be shouting amen and throwing money. If God was in control, okay, God gave you authority. God gave you dominion. Hello? You can get God in control as soon as you open the door. I know what you're thinking. I can't wait till you're done. <laughs> then we're going somewhere else. The door's open. Bold obedience opens the door. For the miraculous. Shelby and I have been married, I don't know, five years, cause, well, six, because we had Evan. Uh, we, were, we, we were living outside of Roseburg, Oregon, praying one day. Uh, God spoke to me. I came home. I told Shelby, uh, guess what we're going to do? And she said, what? I said, we're, we're going to sell everything. Define everything. <laughs> Look around. Everything. We're selling everything. How do we know it's God? Well, I don't think I'd just come up with the idea on my own. <laughs> selling everything. Tell you what we'll do. We'll put a sign up. We lived out in the country. We'll put a sign up in the driveway. We'll do it one day. One day. And, and let's just see what happens. Put the sign up. At the end of the day, we had nothing. We'd sold everything. It's crazy because we just bought a sectional couch. It's 1990, I think. We just bought a sectional couch. Shelby loved this couch, and it was, it was, it was the perfect sectional, a big old sectional couch, and we paid 1000 bucks for it. I'm sure it was only worth 500 but we paid, we paid $1,000 for it. And, 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 and during the day, and, and you, guys, you guys that know me, you know me. I'm not going to make it easy on God. I didn't sell the sectional for 15 bucks. I paid 1000 for it like two weeks ago. Hey, you want to buy the couch? It's 1000 bucks. And this gal came by, and we happened to know her, and she liked the couch. And Shelby was sitting there, you know, look at my beautiful couch. And the gal bought it, thousand bucks at a garage sale. Well, we left there. We traveled around. We preached. We did some stuff. And then we took a church in Salem. 
I don't know, it's 18 months or so, and we took a church in Salem. And we moved into Salem, and there's this parsonage there next to the church. And, and, and you've got to remember, we have nothing. We have no furniture, nothing. And I was standing on a scripture that said that yeah, he would fill our house with good things. I'll fill your house with good things. Give you cities you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant, and I'm going to bless you. And I'm standing there, okay, and we're, and we're, we're, we're standing on the scripture, and, and uh, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy things happen. One, one day a guy backed up, and he had a, well, are you believing God for a washing machine? And yes, we are. I went out and looked in the back of his truck, and he had a washing machine. And my heart, I was like, this is so cool. I went out and looked at it, the, the lid was rusted off. And I instantly realized I'm going to have to define good things. Well, come on. If you accept that. And I just looked at him and I said, bro, man, I don't want to offend you, but if you need me to all that to the dump for you, I'll do it. And he was a little irritated. Of course, it wasn't long until we had a new one. Uh, got a phone call from the gal that bought the sectional. She goes, uh, would you like to get that sectional back? And I said, you know, that would really be great, but I, I'm not going to, I don't have a thousand bucks. She goes, no, I, I don't want to sell it to you. I want to give it to you. She said, we, I bought that sectional and was going to put it in my apartment, but, but it's so big it wouldn't fit. So we had to take it and put it in a storage unit in Salem, Oregon. And so it's been wrapped in plastic in a storage unit, and, and it's the last thing we have in storage. And if I can get you to go pick it up, I can get rid of that storage unit bill. I said, what time would you like me there? <laughs> Telling you, bold obedience opens the door for the miraculous. Bold obedience in your life will open the door for the miraculous. Yeah, it's going to open the door. It's going to trigger opposition, but it's going to open the door for crazy things to happen. You know, you can actually stop praying religious little prayers. You don't have to pray stuff that God's already spoken about. You can start believing God for crazy things. You know what? You don't have to pray. Let, let me just be, I'm, I'm almost done. I know i got one more point. I'm going to give it to you and then we're done, okay? But let me just say this. You don't have to pray about, well, should we participate in trunk or treat? You don't have to pray about that. You just have to do it. Why? Because we're fishing. We're casting a net. I'm believing God for souls to come out of that. Every year. You know, you're going to have 2,000 people in the parking lot, and we get to show them the goodness of the Lord, and you're wondering if you should get involved? Slap your neighbor. Just do it. <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to pray about whether or not we should serve. We're having to add services. Well, I've got to pray about if I should. No, you don't. You just do it. You don't pray about what God's already spoken about. I've got to pray about whether I should love my wife. Well, he's already told me to do it. So take your prayer life and start asking God. You know what I'm believing God for uh, on uh, one day? I'm believing God that we're going to raise like $50,000. Last week, Shelby and I were in California with Convoy of Hope. It's crazy what's going on with Convoy. And, and you know, Convoy, we, we're partners with Convoy. And Convoy, uh, you know, they're feeding over 100,000 kids every day. They're all around the world. In Joplin, you know, after that mess in Joplin, there was a car lot that was no longer needed because they didn't have any more cars. And so they went in there and they cleaned that building out and they've set up a store. And people in Joplin, Missouri, can come in and get supplies for free. 
okay? Tons and tons of supplies. And, 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 and there's a race car driver, a NASCAR driver for Bass Pro Shop. How many of you guys are into NASCAR? Okay, you, you know the Bass Pro Shop dude? He's a driver. Uh, his parents, his hometown's Joplin, uh, he called his mom. The wind's still blowing. He calls his mom. He says, are you okay? And she goes, oh, we're fine, honey. There's a group here called Convoy of Hope, and, and, and they're, they're supplying us with water and everything that we need. He got, well, now Bass Pro Shops are, uh, have donated. You would not believe it. It's, a, it's like a con- containers full of these little flat-bottom boats so that when in flooding situations with a little, little electric motor and a battery in there, and, and so it's crazy all over the world in, in, uh, in Africa. There's, a, there's this huge drought and uh, th- they've gone out and they've, they've, they've scoured the desert because uh, there's the entire people groups that are wandering around looking for water and something for their, for their livestock to, to feed on. And entire villages are dying out in the desert and they've gone through and they've found entire people groups that they are now sustaining. And how are they doing that? Through one day. Believe in God, we're going to raise like $50,000 so that we can be a blessing. Think we have to pray about whether we should do that or not? Well, God said, I'm going to bless you so that all the families of the earth can be blessed. We got a team we're going to pray for them this morning. They're going to Nepal. They leave Tuesday. They're going to finish some buildings so that the pastor and his family can live, you know, actually inside this winter. And the orphanage and the school and the church. And we're doing stuff all over the world. You think we need to pray about whether we should do it? We don't pray about that. We just do it. Bold obedience. Why? Because it opens the door for the miraculous you know, think about when, when, when we were meeting in, in your basement and there's what, you know, 15 or 20 of us meeting in the basement. And we decide, okay, let, let's believe God. And we step out and we, we, we launch the church and, and, and then we drive over here and at, at a commercial rate, we, we lease property that we can't afford. Look what God's doing. Now we own property and we'll build buildings. And, and you know what? Buildings, who cares about buildings? However, they're very handy for gathering places for people. You know, so, so we'll build some, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get people, and we'll, we'll, we'll bring the message of hope to this community, and, and that God's alive, and you're going to see the miraculous occur. I'm not praying about whether we should do it. We're praying about God. What's the next step you want us to take? I'm ready. I'm ready to believe God. And some of you guys in here, you're going you're gonna to start businesses, and they're going to prosper. And everybody in your world is going to say, well, you know, it's going to be kind of scary. Oh, tell them to shut up. i got a word from God, and I'm going to step out in faith, and I'm going to believe God. Some of you guys, you're going to start launch ministries, and they're going to be dynamic, and you're going to see thousands of souls saved. If you could just stop fighting with your spouse long enough to obey God, it would blow your mind what God wants to do in your world. I, I got to tell you something. There's something inside of me today that's just on fire. And, and this nice little church thing. Who gives a rip? I, we don't want a nice little church. No, we want to raise up some warriors who look the devil in the eye and say, Hey, you, you, you ready for this? You, you ready for this? We've been nice for about two years. Nice sucketh, according to King James. It sucketh. You know, it's just time, it's just time to just step up and say, You know what? I'm going to obey God. But what if we fail? <laughs> then we can go bowling or something. <laughs> Got to give you point number three. Three should be obvious, but obedience always requires faith. Always requires faith. 
Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to have some faith. There's a story in Acts. I'm not going to read it. I'd like you to later go home and open your Bible, go to Acts 5 and read from verses, read the whole chapter. It's great. Peter's in jail for doing what God told him to do. Can you imagine that? Did what God said to do, and now we're in jail. Yeah, because obedience always triggers opposition. Who put him in jail? It was the religious people. The Bible says they were jealous. They were all upset. I've got to tell you something. You start boldly living by faith, religious people get really nervous. And they'll do anything they can to contain you. And he's in jail. And it's so cool because the, it, as they obeyed God, it opened the door for the miraculous. And, and it says, and in the middle of the night, an angel unlocked the door and let him out. And it just keeps going. I've got to tell you, if I was writing the story, if it was me, I obeyed God, I went to prison, then I'd describe the angel you know, in great detail. I'd this little monstrous angel came. And he spoke to me and he said, Son of God. And I, I mean, I'd make it really cool. It, they just kind of passed by it. The angel opened the door so we could get out. And God spoke to him, and he told him what to do next. Go back to the same place you were and do the same thing that got you thrown in jail. Shut up. <laughs> Bold obedience always demands great faith. It's obeying regardless of the consequence. It's obeying regardless of the consequence. Well, I tried it once. It didn't work so well. Do it again. Don't you remember Luke 5? We fished all night and caught nothing. But on the ground of your word, I'll do it again. They did it again. What happened? And it almost sunk their boat. What's going to happen in your world when you say, you know what, God? I'll obey you. I'll obey you. I'll do, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. You know, I, I think there's, you know, you look back in, in, in life, and there were just moments in our life where it just seemed like, man, I've got to tell you something. It's kind of crazy sometimes, you know, because I'm willing, I'm willing to just do anything. Anything. God, if God speaks to me, Todd, you know it. If God speaks to me and I, and I know it's God, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. If I'm 80% sure it's the Lord, I'm on it. Because I've never been 100% sure ever. You know, if I'm 50% sure, I start talking about it. When I get to 60%, I start making Shelby nervous. When I get 70%, I'm packing stuff in a bag, getting ready in case it doesn't work. And 80%, it's done. I'm just doing it. And, and i got to tell you something. I, I, want that, I want that in our DNA. Because I think what God's calling us to do, if we look at it and we analyze it and we try to figure it out, yeah, I don't know how to do it. We can't do that. Right. We limit ourselves. But if you have the courage to boldly obey God. See, if, if, if you're not prepared for opposition, you're probably not ready to be a Christ follower. If the opposition is going to freak you out, buy a seatbelt and hang on for dear life. But once the miraculous begins to flow... You just realize, you know what, I, I, just have to, I just have to continue to obey. I just have to continue to obey. I, I, I have decided. I have decided. Not, not to follow from afar, but to take the steps God 
asked me to take. Will you do what God tells you to do? You can dream bigger dreams. You can pray more fantastic prayers. You know, you don't have to limit yourself to Jesus. Help us make it through this day. That's a, that's a weak prayer. He's already promised he'd never leave you or forsake you. Why are you praying? Well, he will protect us, Lord. He already promised that. So just get thankful. Say, God, I thank you. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. God, I thank you today as I leave the house, I'm blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm going to go out and live a lifestyle that humiliates hell. Give me direction, Lord, and I'll take it. And I'm telling you what, man, your life will explode with excitement. And you'll, you'll start living the life God's called you to live. Amen? Close your book, bow your head, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Thank you for people who have a heart to obey God, who have a mindset to, to go at it and live a life that pleases God. We live, Father, for one purpose, and that is to see your kingdom advanced on this earth. Lord, use us for your glory. Change us, Father. All the things that, that, that stand in our way, the, 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 you know, the weight that needs to come off and the sin that so cleverly tricks us and traps us, how oh, we cast that off. And we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. We are going to run this race. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the strength to win. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to ask one more question. We're all going to pray before we leave. We're going to pray a prayer together. If you're here today and you do not have a real relationship with God, would you make this your personal prayer? I want to invite you to make this a real connection between you and God. I'm not asking you if you've ever prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm asking you, have you been real with God to the point that God can be real with you? Are you ready today? Say, you know what? I'm going to give my life to you, Lord. Today is going to change everything in my life. I want the power of God in my life. If that's you, would you do me a favor? I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just right where you are, I want you to hold your hand up. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. You can put it down. Thank you, sir. You can put it down. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? Yeah, that's me. I'm coming after God life. Getting real with God today. It's awesome. Thank you. We're going to pray in just a moment. You ready? I want everybody in this room say this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life and change me from the inside out. I give you my life to use for your glory. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.